raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Live wires on the team connect. Get respect for their realness. I know you feel this. Kind of a college feel to today's show. Campus Corner, Wes's ACC QB Power Rankings. And our live wire going to focus a lot on the college football world, but that's what happens when you got an 0-6 NFL team and you've actually got some good, intriguing local college football that's taking place, especially up in Clemson, where they're having for them a quote-unquote down year despite them having the chance to get back to the ACC championship game and win yet another ACC title. Well, on Dabo Sweeney's weekly call-in show, he had uh, some words for the Tiger faithful. I don't think anybody's satisfied to being four and two. We're never satisfied. I mean, you know, it's just kind of where we are. No, our fans are awesome. I mean, 98.5% of our fans are amazing. I mean, I've been here 20, it's my 21st year. So, I mean, literally 98.5% are amazing. But we got one and a half percent that they're with you win or win. And, uh, you know, and so I just made a, I was trying to, I don't even know who I was talking to, pep him up a little bit. You know, a little adversity some in this world is sometimes good, you know, because for a couple of reasons, I think sometimes you can win so much, you lose appreciation for the blessing. That's just a reality. And uh, it's hard to win. It's freaking hard to win. And to win consistently is almost impossible. You want to hear his second comment or you want to react to that one? <laughs> Let's Just play us everything and then we'll react off of that. Okay. Well, the, if those 46 seconds weren't enough of Dabo calling out a fan base that helped pays this contract, here's 50 more seconds of Dabo talking about the Tiger fan base. We're at a point in our time, and I hate that, where Whoa. You know, people, if you, if you don't go under- Maybe we don't play the second comment. I don't know what happened. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Dabo. It just did not import very well. He basically they, said they need to lose more to lose some people off the bandwagons. All right, so you have a big old problem. Do you do you want to take the floor on this, or were you wanting to pass it to us? Go ahead, because no, you're well, busting at the seams. Well, you're no, I mean, look, I know Dabo is is one of Wes's guys, but also so is Michael Meyer. So that we had to call into question where <laughs> what we think about Dabo. <laughs> I can remember to the mid two thousands when Kirk Herbstreit did a thing about what fan base gets let down the most. And he said it was the Clemson Tigers because they had a bunch of expectations. There's always been talent in Clemson. It's an SEC uh, school that is stuck in the ACC, and yet they went 6-5, and 7-5, and 8-4. and four. I can remember when Dabo was on the verge of getting fired because he couldn't beat South Carolina, and his fan base stood behind him all the time. Now you're winning championships regularly, going to the playoff regularly. You don't think Nick Saban, Ryan Day, Kirby Smart, those guys deal with it to an even higher degree, Dabo. We got to get rid of these coaches calling shows. They had a purpose in the 80s, in the 90s. They don't have a purpose anymore. We have as much access to the coaches now as we're ever going to have. And it puts these coaches in a bad spot where they talk out of their mouth. And Dabo does that as good as any coach in the country. Um, yeah. So regardless of 
Dabo's my man or not. I, I damn near want to go foul on, on Clemson fans because he's right. Like, Clemson fans should be so grateful for this guy because I've said it all the time. Never in my life. I looked at Clemson as a program that every four years when they had a veteran-laden team, they would get to a, uh, a New Year's Bowl like the Peach Bowl or something like that. I never, and I've been watching ACC football since 1991, I never thought that Clemson was going to become a national power because for whatever reason, when they would get in big spots, they'd lose games, and then they'd always take an L to somebody they weren't supposed to. But for them, for him to take them to, I believe it's five uh, college football playoffs, get two national championships, I damn near cried when Deshaun Watson won the first one because I never thought I'd see it happen. That was one of those college football things I never thought I'd see happen. Now they're going through a little bit of tough times. Every program goes through that. Bobby Bowden went through it at Florida State. Nick Saban going through it this year. He's had some lean years at Alabama in between titles as well. It happens. But these fans that sit there and they come up with a million excuses. You need to go to the transfer portal. You need to do this. You need to do that. Just because you've had a couple of down seasons that for a lot of programs they'd be appreciative of, it is ridiculous. But for the fact that he brought you two national championships, not one, but two, I thought after he got the one, I didn't think they would win another. So they should be super grateful for this guy because when he leaves, I don't know that they keep the success going that they once had, the players that he's brought in, all the games that he's won. I believe I'm, I side with him 100%. And I would do that if it was Dabo or any other coach that's won two titles and been to the college football playoffs five damn times. Wes yeah. isn't wrong. I uh, I mean, uh, my, my, my issue, it's not even really that, that he said it. It was just more that... Like like this this is what happens when you build a when you build a championship caliber program, and then you say the best is the standard. Well, the best and being the standard is winning national championships. It's a spoiled fan base and it's a passionate fan base. And so yeah, for them going eleven and three and losing in the Orange Bowl is a disappointment, <laughs> which might which might be a problem. Like I would kill for that to be a disappointing <laughs> season for Tar Heel football. Right. Yeah. But my but on the flip side, like Dabo, buddy, friend, you weren't the only coach that deals with this. So does Saban. So does Harbaugh. So does Kirby Smart. And how many of them are outwardly complaining about them? And also, these people help pay your enor- your, your enormous salary to coach a game. I no, think- they 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 do. They complain. Coaches have come out and said stuff about fan expectations. I've definitely heard Saban say stuff about that. Well, yeah. but that's the person that's calling in that is complaining about not three-peating. I think there's some forever truths on both sides. It's never going to sound great when your head coach is complaining about fans. And all the fans in the world who experience a prolonged amount of success. Like now that you are a Clemson fan, you expect to get to the playoff every year. They turn into monsters. Fan bases turn into monsters. Once that level of success is the standard, it doesn't matter if you had never experienced it before. Like Clemson, (laughs) once you get five years of championship talk at the end of that five years, you will have graduated into, Oh my God, I hate what I've become, but now this is my football team and I expect something different. What do you say in American gangster? Your success took a shot at you. Did you get that reference Walker or no? American gangster. <laughs> Did you get the reference? I'm a I lot, am the reference. I uh, don't know what any of this means. Let's move yeah. on. Okay. Go on to the next audio. Part. All right. So look, we, 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 I don't say we came for the Clemson fans, but we had some stuff to say about uh, the Clemson's head coach. He's not the only one in the news. We talked about Shane Beamer Uh maybe being on the hot seat yesterday. 
Well, if you don't think he's feeling the pressure down in Columbia, he is, and he told you how and why he broke his foot following the loss to Florida. Uh, might as well say it now because y'all are going to ask on Saturday after the game. I broke my foot um, on Saturday, uh, so I'd rather just get it out there and say it and not have y'all speculating. And then after the game on Saturday in Missouri, you ask. I called Coach Tanner, told him, make sure he was okay with it, and he died laughing when I told him. So obviously there's not a lot of empathy from him. Um, it was uh, – uh, after the game, and certainly that was a gut-wrenching, emotional loss, and and uh, I was frustrated and kicked something that I shouldn't have kicked, and and uh, thought I was okay, but Oof. journaling of the game wore off, and before anybody starts the narrative, like the head football coach is frustrated and lost his poise and all that, no, I care. Guys, he cares. He cares no, so it, much. Whew. He broke his foot. What do you think he kicked? That's what, the, that's what I thought about. Something very hard that probably didn't move. I just, man, Shane Beamer, I don't know. <laughs> How weird is that messaging? Guy, before you guys make it a big deal, I just want to get out in front of it. Act, acting like we got the biggest scandal on our hands in South Carolina football history. Shane, let me put it for, like, we don't care as much as you think we do. Right. Who in the world is about to have this big old article? Shane Bieber needs to act better. He needs to act like he got some sense. Phil Kornblut. You think that was going to happen oh, with somebody? Oh, oh, knowing the South Carolina media, Phil Kornblut. Oh yeah. Well, maybe I'm maybe I'm unfamiliar enough with that then to where I don't know and I speak from ignorance. But I hear that comment and I think <laughs> Shane, my guy. Nobody cares as much as you think they do where you have to have a press where you now nah, I know it's just a normal press conference, but where you have to go to the podium and say before everybody makes a big deal out of this, I'm going to get out in front of it like you're getting out in front of a scandal. That was just weird <laughs> messaging. It was. I don't just the attitude about it. He following almost, the heels of blaming everybody else and deflecting and that clip going viral. Just a weird thing for me. He almost treated his foot like Bobby Petrino's neck brace in 2012. He like, just wanted to get out in front of it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> without this whole scandal, yeah. What did Feinbaum say? Okay, yeah, because we, because you know, you know, Feinbaum isn't gonna have, isn't gonna miss the opportunity to take a shot at, at anybody. Here's what he had to say about South Carolina's head coach. <sighs> <laughs> yes. The producer just asked me to react to that. I, I don't really know what to say. I mean, this guy was laughing about it, cajoling, thinking. It was like a high school frat prank. Uh, I mean, this is a head football coach at a major SEC school, and he breaks his foot in frustration. If he had shown half that effort in trying to stop Florida from blowing them uh, to, uh, to pieces at the end of that game, I, 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 I think maybe the season wouldn't be on the brink and going straight down the toilet. But uh, that, that, was, that was really incredible. I'm sorry. Did you just let me go on that whole rant saying nobody cares and then Paul Feinbaum was trying to make this a big thing? You immediately proved me wrong with the next soundbite, which is hilarious. Well, I mean, you also got to remember that in Paul Feinbaum's run, we love Paul. Yeah. I mean, the world stops and ends with the SEC. Oh, and, and you're South right. Carolina is a major SEC university, maybe in terms of its enrollment, not in the football landscape. They've never won a conference championship, Paul. Yeah, that that is hilarious, though, how I was just discussing. 
addressing it, and then Paul Feinbaum does try to make this a big deal. You're all, you're right too, and that Feinbaum is going to make a lot of things a big deal because he is the essence of Southern football SEC radio. And so yes, that's why I love everything about that soundbite. But what a mess with this whole thing that doesn't need to be as much. I don't know. Just a weird back and forth, a weird press conference comment, and then Paul coming in and giving us a nice SEC exclamation point. I want to know what he kicked. So do I. Yeah, it all comes back to that. I have no clue. <laughs> I have no clue. Well, somebody on the text line said they caught it on camera that he kicked something. Oh, so I haven't seen that. If we have that, then it shouldn't be hard to review the film. Film. I don't know why I pronounce that so well. Film. Film. <laughs> Should be, where you that, from? That uh, was Southern. Yeah, I'm from Catawba County. County man. I mean, we can just Sometimes go review the film out, if we want to. <laughs> yeah, you know, if Dabo would review the film on Saturday night instead of Monday, we'd win more championships up here in little old Clemson. Oh, Which cousin okay. of yours no, you did go. you imitate this now? <laughs> That's Lancaster. I was, I was gonna say the dumb one, but all of them are dumb. So, are you the smart one? <laughs> I'm gonna plead the fifth because there's no right answer to that. <laughs> okay, I'm not either, buddy. We could both uh, we could both be the dumb one together. That'll do it for the live wire. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the play play slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.